the, the Boga Hunting Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have cams on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like that. Up. Just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing ever. It, it go, I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. So you don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Before we begin today's episode, we're going to quick thank some of the companies that helped make this show possible. Not sure if you guys have heard, but HuntWise has come out with what it calls HuntCast 2.0. Recently, they partnered with Jeff Sturgis, who has decades worth of data, and they've taken that data to compile a prediction as to when you should be out in the woods. So they, they rank it on a scale of 0 to 100%, or the way we prefer it is deer. So when it's a five-deer day, you better be in the woods. So check it out, become an elite member, and learn how to maximize your time in the field, because really, you can't put a price on a good hunt. Tree saddles. We've all heard of them, and we love using them. Why? They're lightweight, they're easy to use, and if you use the right company, you can have everything you ever need for saddle hunting. In walks, Trophy Line. (laughs) Trophy Line (laughs) just came out with a platform this year called the Mission Platform, and they came out with sticks to go with it. So why else would you want to use another company? Go to trophyline.com, use the promo code BOGA, Hunting TL20. <laughs> Worst code ever. <laughs> Longest code ever. But do it because you get a good discount. You get 20% and it's off. good stuff. Trophyline.com. A lot of people ask us why we partnered with First Light. And it's because they have amazing systems, and the base of all those systems is around merino wool. Merino wool is great because it keeps you warm when it's cold out and cold when it's warm out because it pulls moisture away from your body. And best of all, it doesn't stink. No so stink. So if you're looking for a, a great new system, can't recommend them highly enough, firstlight.com. We all know that Vortex is the leader in optics, so we can't say enough good things about them. We love them. We use them in the field every time we're out there. But what most people don't know is their clothing line is just as good. There's a brand new fall line that's just come out. We've got a couple of pieces from that line, and they are freaking awesome. So if you want to save 20% on your next purchase, head over there and use the promo code BOGA20 at checkout for 20% off. Yes, sir. Except green and gray. I I haven't went green and green. Ooh, I'm not. Do you get a pocket, though? Always have pockets. Every time. Well, we've got a uh, special guest with us back. Round two. Is that two? Is this the second time or third? Okay. Um, Christian, uh, how you been? Been good. Been good, guys. Uh, it's been a busy past six months, um, not just with, with business, but uh, just life, getting married and moving and yep. uh, trying to hunt and um, and keep stuff going with, with Archie Strong. So been a lot of exciting changes, challenging changes, but all is, all is well. Well, I mean, the background sure looks nice. We were saying that on the way in. I mean, you got some bucks. You got a couple bows. Oh, is that uh, blackboard paint back there? It is, yeah. Yeah, I like chalkboard that. paint. Chalkboard. Yeah, chalkboard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then those uh, those wheels. Things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Explain those. I've seen them on, on Instagram, but, like, uh, explain explain what that is. 
Yeah, it's a shoulder conditioning, shoulder control, shoulder stamina tool, uh, all all uh, focused on shoulder uh, injury prevention and shoulder performance. So it's definitely done uh, better justice when you can see it and, yeah. and see it in action and see how it works. But essentially, uh, you've got a handle at the center and then around that handle, there is a, uh, it almost looks like a wheel, like you said, a circle around it. And to use this thing, you've got to get a ball to move around the outside of the Axio. And looks looks funny at first glance. Uh, you got to get some some experience or some explanation behind it. Yeah. But man, it's an awesome tool. And it's a tool that the gentleman designed for, his name's Ted Bessemer, and he designed it for uh, all athletes that, that use their shoulders. Yeah. And hmm. uh, I've, I've kind of spearheaded it for archery. Um, and trying to get it out there for anybody that just wants an extra tool for the toolbox to put in there. So it's been really fun testing it, applying it with some of the archers that I work with, using it in my own uh, work. And it's it's a one of a kind, that's for sure. Yeah, it's interesting, mm-hmm. but I like the, the concept is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the reason I wanted to have you on today, um, it's the off season, right? Uh, f- sure. For the most part. I mean, there's, there's guys still hunting down south and, you know, southwest, but... Um, for the most part, it's off season, which means uh, often people use that as an opportunity to train. I know I've been working out, uh, Jared. I bet, feel it. No, I'm it not out. gonna feel your arms. Uh, I trust you. I have. I trust I, you. I'm on. Uh, so I've been working out, and I've been thinking. You know, I. I we want to have you on just to see, like, you know, in the off season, what are you doing um, mm-hmm. personally? What are you helping your your clients do? You know, how are you making the most of this time where you're not hunting and it's kind of cold outside? So you might as well be <laughs> lift, moving some weights around. Yeah, yeah, this is a little bit uh, it's pessimistic, but I joke around. I call this my month of depression because <laughs> hunting, hunting season's over. Um, there's way, At least where I'm at, there's way too much snow on the ground to look for sheds. Um, it's cold. It's nasty. There's no, no fishing going on. It's hard to get out and shoot my bow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been dedicating most of my time to uh, shooting where and when I can. Um, helping my clients with training and then uh, training myself and, and just doing normal life stuff. But, you know, as far as training in the off season and, and what I'm doing and what I'm do- doing with my clients, it's, it's unique and it's fun because everybody's different. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't have, you know, I, I, I would say I, I'll split the people I work with my clients and archers. I, I split them in, in two groups. The one group is, is kind of a generalized group where they'll just do, um, some general programs that I offer um, that are pre-written, et cetera. Uh, that's a small kind of subgroup. But the main group of archers and people that I work with are all individualized clients. So um, right now, for instance, I think I have about 65 people that I work with uh, one-on-one every week, weekly for their own goals and needs. And those are the two big things, um, goals and needs. You know, we we try to, especially when when you know people are putting information out or they're thinking about, um, uh, what they want to do for a certain endeavor like fitness or training. Yeah. Um, we try to fit things in a box, you know, you're, you're, you should go this route or this sure. is the best and that's the best. And, and everybody's different, you know, um, you know, you guys are different than me. I'm different than my buddies at the bow shop, et cetera. And, yeah. and every listener is different here. So with that all being said, it comes down to the two big things. And that is again, needs. So what, what is that person's needs? And then their goals. Um, and it looks a little bit different for everybody. For me, I've got three main goals. Um, I, my, in no particular order, number one for me 
is I just want to be really good at shooting a bow. I want to be accurate with a bow, whether it's for target practice or for hunting purposes. Um, So that's number one. And I practice, um, practice for that, practice consistently, practice well, and uh, pull little bits of of coaching and help from from different places that I've found valuable. Um, The second thing is I want to be able to shoot for a long time. So that's where, you know, Archie Strong kind of comes into play and doing specific work that my shoulders need to promote that longevity and the overall health of the shoulders so that I can shoot today, tomorrow, next year, and for, you know, hopefully 50, 60 years uh, from now. Um, So I want to be able to shoot, shoot for a long time and not have my shoulders hold me back, whether that's from a pain or performance perspective. So that's goal number two. And then goal number three is, um, what I call uh, lump it into general strength and conditioning for the third goal of just being a well-rounded, capable person. Um, you know, I, I have a small property here now in, in rural central Pennsylvania, and you know, I'm doing projects on our little property here, or helping a farmer bale hay, or um, you know, hope to have a family one day. And those are all things that um, it helps to be strong, helps to be uh, capable in different ways. So. Um, you know, I'm not preparing for necessarily a hunt or um, I'm not preparing for any sort of competition, uh, but just doing general strength and conditioning that supports uh, a healthy, healthy way of life and being able to, you know, go shovel snow for, for an hour when we get 12 inches out here right. oh. <laughs> um, or, or splitting, splitting firewood for, for fires in the spring and, and summer, uh, that type of stuff. So uh, I try to have fun with it too. And um, you know, like most of us, especially in months like we're in right now, man, is it easy to get bogged down and be like, oh, you know, I don't feel like working out. I don't really have a, a big overarching purpose for it. For me, I go out and work out in a, a cold, cold 150 year old barn now. And there's a lot of reasons why I just say, eh, I'm going to stay in and have a beer or watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. But I say, no, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to feel better mentally. Um, it's going to, which is a big one. Yeah. Um, that, that we don't talk about a lot, but feel better mentally, perform better physically, and uh, and truthfully, um, you know, I find a lot of days it just gives me another little uh, bit of purpose for my day and, and purpose for my life personally. Um, again, especially this time of year when we're not all that active, we don't have. You know, I'm sure you guys know, right? When it's October, it's like you wake up with a fire in you every morning, right? And you go to bed with a fire in you every morning. And you're just excited to hunt. You're excited about the season. And I don't, you know, I don't know about you guys or a lot of listeners, but like I said a few minutes ago, for me, um, man, I, I kind of, I kind of, admit, I feel like I'm in limbo when it comes to like February. Yeah. I'm between. We've talked about it in the past, but I'm between hunting groundhogs and I'm after uh, hunting hunting white tails. And uh, and this is a good time, I think, to to fill some of those voids with something that's purpose driven, like training. Um, just for general strength and conditioning and then archery too. So wrap, wrapping back around or circling back around. Um, my clients that I work with have a little bit of, of all those different things. Um, some of them are strictly archery based. I've got, oh, I don't know, a half a dozen or a dozen uh, archers going to the Rushmore Rumble uh, this weekend. Uh, big, big target shoot that's going on. Um, so they're strictly archery. I have some clients that are strictly, uh, strength and conditioning or fitness and wellness, um, that aren't 
arts focused on archery and then I have uh, a handful that are a mixture of in between and everybody like I said is a little bit different with needs and goals so it's fun it's a fun journey for myself it's a fun journey working with them and uh, always learning every day now <clears throat> if we want to get shoulders like yours mm -hmm. uh, do I need to go in my my barn with shorts on and like freezing cold <laughs> I don't think he this man wears pants I think he's a short. Every time I see a video, you're in the shorts and you're freezing cold. What's the uh, what's the body what's hardening, the, man? You're just getting it's hard. Body like, hardening. It's Rocky four, five, four <laughs> when he fights the Russian. It could be, you know. <laughs> I don't lifting yeah. heavy things, being cold. Yeah, I uh, I have no I have no good reason for it. I have no evidence. I have no uh, support for it. It's mostly that I put on shorts in the morning and I don't like putting on pants when i go out have to go outside yeah uh, i have this my wife gives me crap all the time for it and uh i have this kind of theory and i think once i say this a lot of people are gonna be like yeah that's kind of true but like think about when you've gotten cold either in the stand or out hunting or just cold in general it's normally not oh man my legs are freezing right right it's it's no my whole body is like cold and chilled so i personally have found that if i keep my um uh, if i keep my torso warm and my head covered and of course my feet out in the snow but if i keep my torso super warm where i'll have like i'll have like three or four layers on my torso my upper body and then a, a hat on if i have that covered like yeah my legs get cold but it doesn't bother me at all it's right. more mm -hmm. just like oh my skin's cold on my legs but like I'll, I'll I'll go out and I'll shoot for you know it'll be 20, 20, 25 degrees and winds blowing and I'll shoot for you know 30, 45 minutes and then work out in the barn and uh, I feel okay and right. you know, I'll say that there's you know I'm I'm by by no means am I tough when it comes to cold I'm I'm quite the sissy uh, actually but yeah. um, I, I found that when I do that and especially if if I've uh, adjusted to it you know especially after hunting season being out in the cold for a while mm -hmm. um you know doing doing all day sits a couple times and um you know just being deeper into the winter you kind of acclimate to it you know 30 degrees now feels like what 45 degrees feels in september october you know what i mean it's just it's kind of relative in that sense but yeah it's i'm, I'm goofy i'm goofy <laughs> You know, I see it, and I, I, I respect that. I mean, you're lifting logs with handles drilled into them, and you're in yeah. shorts outside in a barn. I mean, it's pretty sweet. Um, so off-season, like, um, you know, for, for the typical archer, for the typical Midwest guy who's a, who's a deer hunter, which, you know, just admittedly is not, like, the most physically demanding hunt that you're going to do. You know, sure. you're not, you're not trekking yeah. up mountains. or I mean, some, some, some of you guys places you are, yeah. out east, you're, you're going up and down a bit. Um, but even that isn't the same as, you know, uh, a right. goat hunt or something, but like, sure. what do you, what would you recommend? What are some just basic uh, philosophies for, for the average guy who's like, I want to get in shape. I want to be able to, like you said, have some longevity. I want to have some health. Mm -hmm. I want to have some strength. What, what are you recommending actually? And I want to throw in, and uh, this guy also wants to be good at shooting their bow. Right. So what, what do you recommend for, for somebody like that? Yeah, are we, my, one of my, uh, I guess, preliminary questions would be, are you referring to shoulders and just overall, just being prepared to, to do Just wellness, do? yep. Yeah. Wellness overall. Holistic. Yeah, so, you know, start, starting it off that it, it, I always like to put that disclaimer out there where it does go back to needs and goals, right? So, yeah. um, like you said, if we're talking about the general whitetail hunter, some are a little bit different. You know, my, 
my buddy uh, Bo Martonic from East Meets West. You guys may know him or have seen him. Just had him on. Uh, he, does yep. mountain, he does a lot of mountain hunting, where uh, um, a lot more involved carrying stuff in hiking. Whereas where I came from, down just north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, you know, I would in some instances I'd have to walk a hundred feet to, right. to get to the stand, you know, or, or sit on the ground. So it is different. Goals and needs are different, but in general. Like you said, whitetail hunting tends to not be the most physically demanding thing. And I, I don't think that that's, you know, a cut at all. I think that's that's a great thing that um, we're all going to be able to enjoy it into uh, our later years. So, um, you know, if we, we accept, okay, there there are some very, very needs and goals here. But in general, man, keep it simple. Uh, as far as general wellness and um, and, and just being in decent shape to, to support your life, and, and, and the maybe small needs from hunting. Yeah, I'm all for getting outside, going for a hike. Use use that combination of hiking and scouting as just a chance to move, get going. One thing that I've really become passionate about is is uh, finding and just doing projects uh, outside mm -hmm. on my property, whether that be you know cleaning cleaning stuff up, uh, projects in the barn, uh, building stuff like that's all great stuff just to move, to use your body, get going on top of something really simple, like just getting out and hiking. There's obviously a lot that you could get into as far as training with, um, you know, resistance training and different types of conditioning, but that for most, a lot of people is going to be beyond the, the pay grade of what, what uh, whitetail hunting is going to require. So again, I'm going back to keep it really simple. Um, to tie in things that uh, you sometimes see me doing that look a little goofy, but finding finding things around the property, around the farm that uh, are really simple ways to get some fitness in where uh, one of the first things I did here when I moved to this property is I found this really nice stone shaped like Africa. <laughs> and I just started just a workout was, hey, I'm going to carry this as much as I can for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And that was that was it. Or uh, you know, sledgehammer and a tire, or splitting wood and stacking wood. Um, you know, carrying logs like you see me do, picking stuff up, putting it over my head. Um, you know, I, I really, and it sounds like it as I'm talking, but I really like to use the things that have been around for a long time. Um, you know, people survived and were really fit and were really capable and have been for thousands of years. And they were carrying stuff, they were moving things, they were walking distances and hiking things. And uh, I don't think that we, we need to overlook that. So that's the, the general well-being side of things. Um, and then the shoulder side of things is obviously what I really focus on with, with Archery Strong. And it's, again, there are some varying needs and goals. Someone has pain, doesn't have pain. Someone wants to just prevent injury or really push it um, to, to uh, benefit their shooting. It varies, but the overarching goal there is just having well-functioning, well-conditioned shoulders to be able to not only handle the demands of shooting, but to support shooting uh, over a lifetime. And that looks like a combination of specific stretching and strengthening exercises. You guys have probably seen a lot of the stuff that mm -hmm. I put out on my page. I try to share some helpful general things that are going to be good for most people. Uh, like I said earlier, there is no one size fits all. Um, there's there's uh, this size that's good for most. So that's some of the stuff I post there. Um, and try to share that and help support people that way. And then um, I have varying varying levels of specific training. 
um, that I offer that you guys have seen and you alluded to earlier where um, I have one-on-one -on -one clients where we're really specific. I do a video assessment with them, consult with them, talk through what their needs are, what their issues are, limitations, goals, et cetera. And then we build out a program to support them for archery uh, or whatever else it may be one-on-one -on -one super specific. Then there's like, I have like a little bit of a middle tier that's a little bit more generalized. That's not full bore one-on-one, -on -one, right. but it's enough to support most of the things that that individual is going to need for their goals. And then I'm coming out here. Um, I'm doing my very best by March 1st, uh, but coming out with a really accessible, low cost, uh, generalized, uh, system that people can follow just week to week, month to month. And it's the type of thing where, you know, I get it. There's a lot of people um, that are like, Hey, you know, I love this idea of taking care of my shoulders and uh, making sure that I'm good to go for, for today, tomorrow, next month and next year and years to come. I'm all for that, but you know, I don't know that I want to designate, you know, uh, to a full program or focus on this full training. And I get that. So that's what the goal of this is going to be is to try to, to, to group some of the most important things together make it really accessible, uh, affordable, and easy to follow. And, and that's what I'm coming out with as kind of a, a more entry-level um, maintenance is probably hmm. a good way to think about yeah. it, a support system. So I'm excited about that. That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Are you a big runner? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, I was just talking to somebody else on this on, about this on a podcast uh, a couple days ago, and you know, I've, I've been doing different fitness related stuff for, for a handful of years now. And you kind of bounce around to different types of stuff that you like to do or enjoy doing. And I had a little bit of a running stint, um, but I think it was more to blow off steam than anything. Right and now, now I will do just about anything instead of running. <laughs> it's not something I enjoy and it doesn't, um, doesn't appeal to me all that much. Running though, I mean, so that I, I'm, you know, long distance. You do any short sprints or anything like that? You, you fast? I was, I was doing a lot of, up. Uh, what was it? About two and a half years ago, I was training for an elk hunt um, to, to go with a friend, and uh, and I was doing a lot of hill sprints, a lot of some some pack runs, mm -hmm. some stuff like that, and I did enjoy that because I had a purpose and a goal for it. Right. Um. So it's by, by all means, it's it, running is is great. Uh, running has a lot of benefits. Um, research shows that, and we know that just from general theory. Um, so all good and well. It just isn't something that that I I enjoy doing. I prefer to move a stone, lift a lift a barbell, um, do some pull ups, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I can respect that. Yeah, but tests and studies have also shown that uh, high intensity interval training is actually better and will burn more fat for people who are looking for that type of fitness than an get actual that, run get that or a cardio jimmy look you know yeah. <laughs> but um yeah yeah that's what i like doing well are you uh so how are you working on your like that's a good point um your cardiovascular health like what are you doing for that instead sure so um just like you guys were talking about there i like to focus more on that side of dense fast intensity, more work in less amount of time. Yep. Um, and hill sprints would fit into that category right. too, you know, um, but opposed to some of that longer duration, hiking, running, et cetera. Um, my, most of my stuff is looking like 20 minutes or less, uh, a lot of interval type stuff, a lot of short bursts. Um, it's it mirrors a lot of like, 
uh, we'll say high repetition, faster type mm-hmm. weightlifting. Sure. You know, so for instance, you see the stone that I'll, I'll pick up and I'll use. Well, if you move that pretty quickly and you do it for a lot of reps, you, you get a heart rate and a breathing response. Oh, yeah. So, um, so it does turn into cardio or, you know, um, I think we were talking the other day, you know, even tossing in some burpee type movements, yep. um, typing in some, or um, tossing in some more high intensity type uh, body weight work, weightlifting again. Um, so it's more amount of work in less amount of time full body move move weight a long distance there's a a simple equation that will will never steer you wrong and it's the idea of work capacity and or or work i should say work is force times distance oh boy we're getting a physics hang on a sec come on force time okay yep work work is force times distance yep so swinging a sledgehammer long distance and a lot of force equals more work than bicep curl Right. right. Simple, simple example there. Uh, so I'm looking for a lot of stuff like that, where I'm lifting a stone over my head, right? A lot of force to lift a stone, taking it a long distance, swinging a sledgehammer, uh, burpee, and then dumbbells over my head. Um, uh, step ups, like we had talked about the other day yeah. um, through messaging. Stuff like that, that's very, that's, that's very based on performing as much work as you can. So again, force... The more force, the better. The more distance, the better. So things like that. You know, I uh, I introduced my eight-year-old to uh, burpees. She likes to come <laughs> down when I work out, and she's like, well, tell me what to do. And I'm, like, trying to keep – I'm like, you know, here's some, you know, things you can do or whatever. But usually it's like she'll ask me mid-set or something, well, what do I do now? And I'm always like, burp, do some burpees. And she's Just like – copy what I'm she, doing. She hates the burpees. And so I feel like I've done my job by sharing – like pretty much everybody's hatred for the burpees. Uh, t- Nobody you know, likes burpees, on. and if you do, get out. You're a monster. Get. Do you like burpees? Well, say I like them, but they're extremely effective. It goes back to that that mm. uh, work equals force times distance. You're moving your body a long distance, and it takes force to get yourself back up, and it it uh, produces a lot of a lot of energy output. You're, you're outputting a lot of energy when you do them, so it's it's one of those things that fits in really well too. Uh, what can I get the most bang for my buck for? Yeah. Mm. Right. I get more bang for my buck with, with burpees than I am, um, you know, uh, jumping, jumping, yeah. Tricep or the, uh, forearm curls. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Calves. Nailed it. There's another one, right? Forearm curls. Nothing bad with forearm curls, but, um, I rather, I rather pick up two heavy kettlebells and, and carry them and walk with them and, and train my grip and forearms that way. Yeah. Uh, get some movement in there, heavier load, right. Rather than curling 10 pounders. So uh, yeah, it's, again, it all comes down to needs and goals and, uh, and that's what makes something good or not as good is if it fits the needs and goals. I would throw in uh, a, a pull up at the end of a burpee, right? You jump up, pull up. One of my favorite, one of my favorite all time workouts is, uh, I use it with some of my clients if it fits for them, but it's for time, meaning as quickly as you can, timing it, resting as little as possible, 50 burpee pull-ups. The pull-up bar has to be about six inches uh, out of reach. Okay. So burpee, stand up however you can get you your chin jump. over the bar. You can jump and help yourself pull. doesn't matter. It's all about that. Just get that there. Distance. 50 for time. Uh, once A couple times I've thrown a 10-pound vest on uh, to do that, and that's – Man, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal test of fitness. Not fancy, not 
extravagant, but if it fits fits the person's ability level and, and their needs and goals, then yeah, great great little example. What I like about this too is um, a lot of times with if you're like a guy that uses machines, like you go use the, use the Smith machine and you, whatever, you're not you don't develop that those stabilization muscles mm-hmm. quite as much. Um, and so that that's been my big thing lately. It's just like. I've been actually doing yoga. I've, we've been talking about it. I'm still going strong. Doing Good, man. Pretty regular because I am about as inflexible. I'm trying to catch him who uh, always is like, oh, you've been yoga? Can you even do this? And he'll like <laughs> I can fold right bend over. over. Um, but it's like those little muscles. So if you're carrying a rock, I mean, it's it's an uneasy thing. It's an uneven thing. And so you are you have all these little stabilization muscles yep. all over that are working pretty hard that wouldn't be with just a simple, you know, curl. Controlled motion. Yeah. 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 Yep, it goes back to that, uh, you know, real, real world focus um, on fitness. And you know, it, it again, like I know, I keep hammering home on this, but you take machines for examples. Not bad for an individual who um, maybe a little bit older in age, maybe uh, a little bit more prone to injury or recovering from an injury. It's going to be a nice guided range of motion, nice and smooth. I don't have to think quite as much. I've just got to, um, you know, keep myself in an okay position and. and uh, move back and forth. Hey, that's great. That fits that individual. Um, but if you've got somebody who's got goals of, you know, I want to be as, as strong and as fit as possible, as capable as possible for life, or or just as as uh, train my body uh, to function the way that it should, <clears throat> sitting down on a machine is is going to leave a lot of things out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not doing anything bad for you. It's just leaving a lot of things out, and and in turn, you're then uh, leaving some some gap. I think it's time for a break. Yeah, we were, we were getting long-winded. Yep. It's time for a break. We're going to thank a couple of our uh, couple more sponsors. Who doesn't love smoked meat? Jared? Communists. That's <laughs> who doesn't like smoked meat. If you're not a communist, check out Gorilla Grills. So whenever you go out to the field and you procure your own game, mm-hmm. you can bring it back and press your wife, your husband, your kids, your, your friends. Fam- friends, your family, anybody with your smoked meat. Check out GorillaGrills.com for all your smoking needs. Everybody knows that arrows are the lifeblood of the hunting industry. If you're a bow hunter, your worth is measured in the amount and the quality of arrows that you have. If you have good arrows, and a lot of them, you are arrow rich. And everybody wants to be arrow rich. Everyone wants to be arrow rich. And one way of doing that, using vector arrows. Why? They are the best. They are tough. You can go to their website, enter all your bow specs in. And they'll spit out the exact arrows that you need. Check them out, VectorCustomShop.com. And be arrow rich. If you're looking for quality, handmade, traditional archery equipment, look no further than Bivouac Bow Co. Jim and Georgia, actually we had them on the podcast, episode 93, check it out. Handmade bows, they have years of experience, their machining is precise, and their products are beautiful. Check them out at BivouacBowCo.com. And finally, I want to introduce a new sponsor of the show. Wild Pursuit Wellness makes premium CBD products. It's all-natural, broad-spectrum CBD, meaning that there is less than 0.0% THC. It only has two ingredients, CBD and MCT coconut oil. It can be ingested or used topically on the skin to help with muscle soreness or joints. We we use it a lot after long hikes or, or sits out in the woods. It's grown and extracted right in the Rocky Mountains, and it's shipped directly to you anywhere in the United States. It's great CBD at an extremely low price, and it can be even lower if you use promo code BOGA for 20% off at checkout. Check them out, wildpursuitwellness.com. 
I I got a question for you. Um, especially around like New Year's and everyone trying to get back into the uh, the fitness game, so to speak, you always see a lot of like commercials and advertising about uh, resistance bands, and they all say that you can just get ripped and huge and you can do everything off just these re- resistance bands. And to me, looking at it, you I guess you are able to make that full range of motion with your shoulder if you were trying to train your shoulders for, to draw a bow or a compound bow. Uh, I guess, what's your opinion on uh, resistance bands? Do you include them in your programs? Do you think they're a bunch of hogwash? Like, Yeah, yeah, good good question. Um, I like resistance bands for shoulder work. Mm-hmm. really like shoulder work. I use, use them a lot for... Uh, for sh- strength and stability work for the shoulders. Other than that, in most cases, uh, they're they they're going to be very ineffective. And the, okay. the reason for that, the reason for that is because with a resistance band, the load is the the load is linear in this in how it increases. Right. right. So just picture a straight line going up at a forty five degree angle. What ends up happening is you end up with nowhere near enough resistance in certain ranges of motion that you need to build strength. Right. And then you end up in a ton of resistance in other ranges of motion, which is great, but you're missing a whole lot. So you have to be really strategic in the exercises that you're uh, doing with resistance bands, making sure that you're not doing a bunch of movement that you're not encountering any load. The easiest way to, to describe it is if you stand on a resistance band and do a bicep curl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way I always think of it too. You're, you're, you're really only getting enough resistance to do anything helpful for your body in the top half to the top third of that curl. Um, and again, not, you're not hurting anything. You're just leaving a lot out. Whereas with a simple weight, uh, you've now got resistance all the way through that range of motion. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you stand on a band and deadlift is a really good one, mm-hmm. right? Same thing, only getting resistance towards the top of the deadlift. If you're just deadlifting with a band or you're getting a lot more resistance towards the top of the deadlift where at as the bottom of the deadlift, if you're standing on that band deadlifting it, you're, um, you're, you're missing a lot of that bottom portion. So, um, most of the time, if possible, I'm always, I'm for general strength training, strength and conditioning, not shoulder work, strength and conditioning. I am uh, definitely going for, um, gravity based weights, which are your dumbbells, barbells, yeah. stones, rocks, and then, I, but I do like cable machines a lot. Cable machines, mm-hmm. majority of the time, are going to be more effective than bands because they work in a similar way where you can, uh, you're not working against gravity, so you can use do some different variations that you couldn't do with dumbbells. Right. Uh, but you have that resistance immediately as soon as you start, start to pull on that cable machine. Um, I use bands a lot for recurve archers. Bands are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I want to get no into. Let off. Yeah. Exactly. For a compound archer, um, I still use them because there are certain ways, for instance, I know that, um, if I'm drawing a bow, right. Tra- trying to train for a compound bow with a resistance band, I'm at like 10% resistance, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, a hundred. Whereas when you draw a compound bow, it's right there. That, most resistance is front loaded, right? As soon as those cams start to turn, or as soon as you start to apply, um, force on that string that's when you're encountering your resistance i'm not i mean it's not a bad thing to get resistance and full draws a compound archer all it's, all it's going to do is make you more stable and strong but again we're going back to the idea not bad you're just missing a lot of things so for a recurve archer bands are going to be a great tool for a compound archer they're okay but you have to make sure you use them correctly for instance 
instead of you know drawing like something like so for a uh, compound archer, I'll have them choke way up on that band, and mm-hmm. then I might have hold in half draw right? ah, where right. there is distance and, and and hold at the beginning of that draw. But again, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, veer more towards cables and gravity based uh, weights um, for a compound archer. Circling back to your full your yeah. your original mm-hmm. question. Um, bands are a tool it's it's like anything tools a hammer is useless if if i've got a screw and a nail right um bands are useless if i'm trying to uh overload my my entire uh system and and try to load myself up as much as possible and get really really strong uh bands are very effective if i'm trying to do holds with my shoulders or shoulder it's where i want the band uh, tension to increase as i get into a position um, that's a great thing, but it's time, place, application, knowing the what, when, why, and how um, behind why you're using that. And that's that's something that, you know, of course, I take care of when I do training for people. Yeah. Well, they sure uh, help me with my pull-ups, I can tell you that. Yeah, they, they lift you, my heavy ass up. What do you, well, because they make it easier? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, use yeah. The, I use the – I'll start with I'll doing um, a set with no resistance band help, Yeah. and then I'll slowly, you know, work it down until I'm just sure. dead, just burn out. Yeah, sure. that's yeah. not a bad. I've been yeah. doing uh, resistance bands, say for a curl, for example, with weights and resistance bands. Um, a little extra. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have the weights in your hands, yeah. and then that seems kind of that seems to feel pretty good sure. at least when I do it. Sure. Yeah. So that's a great way to overload like the top of the curl there. Yeah. Um, you've got your gravity, your your dumbbells, so working against gravity, so you've got that load that you're encountering the whole time, and then you've just got a little bit extra at the top. That's yeah. awesome. I, I, nice I work, Jim. Like <sighs> nice work, man. You do what I can. You know, I, oh, the other thing that I've been doing are rings for pull-ups. Rings? They, yeah. the rings? Like a gymnast? Yeah, dude, they're so much harder. I every can time, do pull-ups Every time someone says rings, I always uh, think back to the movie Old School when uh, Vince Vaughn is on the, the rings and he's holding his, his plank with his feet out and he's got a cigarette in his mouth and he's just holding <laughs> it there smoking. Just <laughs> I do remember that. It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen that movie. Just holding Classic. The yep, classy. Um, You're my boy, Blue. You know, I want to kind of end our time uh, uh, talking a little bit about shooting our bows, right? So we've talked about, you know, your approach to weightlifting and and getting, you know, your body ready. Are you taking a similar approach where you're looking at it in terms of reps and, and so on with, with, bow, with shooting your bow? Or do you just go out and just fling arrows? Like, what's your, what's your, what's your approach to that? Sure. Yeah, so I'm not – personally, I'm not as strict – um, when it comes to uh, arrow volume or, you know, following a certain progression, uh, mostly because I don't have, I don't have a physical uh, goal that I'm trying to build up to right. where, where a progression would be important. So really quick, you know, I have clients who want to either build up an arrow uh, volume, be able to shoot more without pain or issues, clients that want to increase draw weight. Uh, and things like that, where they're tangible physical goals that they they want to be able to perform with uh, with their bow, and that's going to be where progression is important. Where you're monitoring the arrow volume, how it feels, how when you're increasing, how much you're increasing, etc. Yeah. Um, I, I'm at a poundage that I'm happy with. I'm happy with the arrow volume um, that I've been able to to shoot consistently with my bows. So more than anything, I'm just focused on maintenance. And when it comes to maintenance, right? Uh, I'm prime. I'm primarily just focused on being consistent with shooting, you know, making sure that I am shooting. So personally, I'm not right now, I'm not really tied up uh, in um, 
in uh, progressing or, or numbers or anything right. like that. When I was building up for my recurve back in the spring, I was. Um, but now my focus, instead of worrying or focusing on numbers and, and, and draw weight and things like that, uh, I'm focused on accuracy, shoulder, accuracy, shoulder health, and, uh, and again, just consistency of shooting my bow. So priority number one is shoot my bow, get out, get out, practice even when I don't want to, even when uh, it's not convenient, be consistent with it. That's what helps keep your shoulder condition and used to the stress uh, of shooting that bow. You know, I'm sure you guys, and I have two where you go a couple weeks without shooting and then you go back to shoot and it, you're, you get tired quickly or you're a little bit sore the next day just because you haven't done it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so being consistent. The second thing is, uh, is accuracy. And uh, that comes down to more of, you know, the technique and the form side of things. So trying to get quality repetitions as I practice consistently throughout the week. But quality repetitions, focusing on individual shot, individual things um, regarding the shot, as you guys know how that goes, whether that be you know anchor point, back tension, bow shoulder position, etc. Um, so focusing on that and trying to make improvements there, primarily right now with with the recurve, and then uh, finally shoulder health, and uh, just that comes down to uh, being mindful of how I'm moving, keeping my quality of movement. Uh, being mindful of how I feel after I shoot the next day, uh, taking rest days when I should or, or when I need it, um, and, and just making sure that the movement, the form, and the technique aligns with um, shoulder health and what's going to help me shoot accurately too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. That was why I wanted. I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of nice to just go out and not think about it. I like to walk around the yard <laughs> and just, you know, I'm not Stomp. thinking about just like. All right, that's five at twenty. You know, move out to five at or whatever. I mean, you just, yeah. listen to your body. That, I think that's that's the biggest thing. If your body's hurting, like after ten shots, yeah. you should probably take a break. I don't get too sore. I don't draw a heavy, heavy weight though. You know, I'm not like what a, are you drawing? It's about fifty pounds for my recurve, okay. which is, I don't know. That's it's never given. When I first switched to recur to a recurve from a compound yeah. ball, that's when I actually got a little sore. But yeah. It didn't take much time. Now it's just like I don't think anything. Usually, I lately the only reason I stop is because my fingers get too cold. Yeah, it's a little chilly. Like after a while, in that negative degree temperature out there, it's like, man, like I, I actually it's cold enough where I just bump my hand and I'm bleeding. So well, you need to harden them hands up a little bit. If man. I were lifting you gotta, logs, you gotta lift rocks and logs, man. Um, yeah, I had a question about that. Um, now I don't remember what it, it escaped. You know me. what? Speaking speaking of rocks and logs, I. So back when I was stationed in Quantico, yeah, and so Quantico, if in like most people probably don't know this, but how do I say this in a nice way? There was a lot of uh, we'll call it lower grade Marines who went to Quantico. I don't know why. Wow, but the one percenter over the here. The one per <laughs> they um, I got stationed there, and some of them just were terribly out of shape, right? Yeah, and so when I came in. I thought out, you know, I was in pretty good shape being over in Japan with like the humidity and the different climate. And I come over here. Elevation. There's no elevation. No, I thought you were up high. <laughs> we're on a we're, no, we're on an uh, Okinawa is like Jap Japan's like Hawaii. It's you were gone. Vacation I, I, I kind of forgot. But anyway, yeah. Um, one of the PT sessions that I did with them is I made them choose a friend. I called it a friend. Mm -hmm. It was there was a huge rock pile at the beginning of this path, mm -hmm. right? This running path. And I said, all right, everybody. Grab a friend. 
Yeah. We're going to go on a run. If you drop them, we're going to run it again, like, after at the end of the day. What do you mean? You carry these rocks? You carry the rock. How many? Or just one rock. Each. One rock. And you run with it. Mm-hmm. And if you drop it, you got to start again. No, we would do it after work. Oh. Okay. They would join me again. We'd go do it after work. That get you pretty hard? Me pretty, or yeah. them? I mean, did they drop it a lot, so you had to keep... I love seeing them drop the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> then I, I knew they were breaking them off, but, I mean, it's just one of those things. You just got to use what you have on hand. Yeah. And those rocks, those rocks were a perfect example. And it was, it was actually a lot of fun to see yeah. them in pain. It's more, <laughs> and it's more fun to do workouts like that. Like for a while last year, I just split wood. Like I had a ton of wood all in my woods from when I moved in. I just lined it up and split, yeah. split. Um, even up north, uh, parents cleared some land for for the cottage. Yeah. And I just, you, you know, those wood piles are there's three wide. I think that actually it's gonna like. You have to use them by a certain point, apparently. Otherwise, they're like something about the wood goes bad. I don't know if they rot or something. I don't know. They said you got to burn them. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, anyways, th- that's good stuff. How is the th- the question I had for you is how is the um how is the uh, recurve journey the trad the trad journey going mm. for you? I mean, this is one full season in. How was it? Yeah. Um. It's a blast. You know, I I have just been really consumed with trying to get better and I love shooting it. It's fun to shoot. It's challenging to shoot. Um, you know, I still like my compound and I still shoot my compound, but, uh, there's just something so difficult about it where, you know, I can, I can, you know, shoot that compound. And if you're not, you're not really dialed in or focused, you know, you're, you're still hitting a baseball at 20 yards, right. you know, most, most shots. Um, but like, man, if you're not, if you're not focused with that recurve and, and do what you need to do, you know, you're, you're a foot left and yeah. it's like way off. Um, and it's, so it's, that's, that's what drew me to archery, you know, years and years ago was the challenge of it, archery and bow hunting. It's just cause it's hard. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us, whether we know it or not do gravitate towards things that are hard and challenging yeah. and, uh, you know, c- the compound certainly is too. I mean, I'm, I'm by no means my best shot out there and lots to improve there, but, um, there's just so much noticeable change and improvement that can be made. Yeah. Um, recurve. So that's where I've been spending a lot of my time. Love it. A lot of fun. Um, again, so much to learn. Uh, I did hunt with it quite a bit this, uh, this fall and on Halloween, I was able to, uh, to, to kill, kill my first doe. And man, like, I'll tell you, that was, that was top, top, three or five Ooh, yeah it's it's exciting yeah yeah i've yeah i mean it it, uh, it was as exciting as um taking a buck uh with with my bow uh with with a compound i mean it was it was awesome and it was at it was at like i don't even know if it was that far but i think it was like seven yards i Ooh. mean <laughs> you love that was, i was like i was like i don't know maybe 14 15 feet up in a i did a hanging hunt that day um 14 15 feet up and i mean she was like like right there love and, that um, mm-hmm. man it was just it was it was awesome it was awesome so i'm i'm excited for more looking forward to doing more of it um and and enjoying that challenge of it you know it's just another other challenging component uh, to throw in the mix yeah mm-hmm. it's been fun it's been fun awesome. following you um yeah and i know we've done this before but for people who who maybe want to start working on their shoulder strength or, you know, want to follow along with some of the things you're doing, see how your trad journey uh, is going. How can they get a hold of you? How can they follow you? Yeah, sure. So uh, primarily I'm on Instagram at archery.strong. 
is, is the handle archery.strong. And then I have a website, which is archery-strong. So there's the mm. dash between strong.com. Uh, lots of information there. Always tell people, feel free to reach out um, uh, through through Instagram or email. I love talking to people and hearing from people, even if they have just questions or curiosities. Uh, it's always fun connecting with people. So um, love to have people follow along and, and chat with chat with whoever's open to it. Uh, that's part of the fun of this journey. So. Awesome. awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to do this, and we're uh, like, well, well, I'm sure we'll be we'll talk again soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Hope Thanks. you have a Good weekend coming up, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Sounds good. We'll see you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on, and follow us on Instagram, at Boga Hunting. Join us next week, and we'll see you then.